1: Push it open, folks. You got your own personal one. I don't have to do it for all of you. Come on. I'm not that strong. Maybe half of the country, but not all. Swing that gateway. Push it open as we get you ready for your weekend. Here I am at the home studio, London, Ontario. Remya Muthan at the studio in Toronto. A good best Friday to you.
2: Oh, well, thank you very much. A good best Friday to you as well.
1: So what makes it a best Friday?
2: I don't know. You said it. Yeah, it's because one well, comes around every out. seven days, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for you every to pick Friday's up Every Friday is a it. best Friday, I guess.
1: Yeah, this one has a bit of a flaw. We have a quiz later in the show. But that is you can't the, have a oh, perfect that's day every
2: why. day. That's why it's the best Friday,
1: because it's a Not quiz. Not for me, but that's what I was looking for from you, and you mm. didn't take the bait. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, the train went by. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Well, it's a best Friday sorry. for you because there's sports, right?
1: Well, I don't know. Richardson's wow. going to be here, so it depends what oh, mood he's in and pressure. who he's going for in the Grey Cup. He's going to get into that, as a matter mm of fact. Um, but no, lots of good stuff. We're working our way through November, a busy time for us. And we got to say thank you to people who are going to join us in the studio audience on the 27th at the Great Hall. They've closed, I believe, Rum. They've got so many people coming. So we've had to close that off and unfortunately can't take any more in the audience. I have not got the official word, so don't trust me. So keep trying. Yeah, (laughs) give a shot, man. The worst they can say is, No. no, Until marketing says no. Yeah, yeah. When they come out of the building, you can harass them, though. I mean, everybody else, not us, of Mm, course. mm
3: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, folks, we're going to get into AI on the show, so let's tell you a little bit about what's coming up, as if you're surprised, Uh, folks. AI is starting to outperform meteorologist John Beeler. He caught wind of this story. Get it? Yeah. I went to the story, and we'll tell us more about it in the app update.
2: Thanks for that long pause, though, just in case we did uh, it. <laughs> the 110th Grey Cup is taking place in Hamilton this weekend, and we're going to learn more about that on our sports update with Brock Richardson.
1: And hang in for a music quiz. Anyway, all that coming up on the program. We've got a <laughs> believe later on an hour too, by the way.
2: A music but quiz.
1: Stick with music, just to show you I'm not some just some bitter anti music person by far. But I'm also going to mix it with book writing. Spice Girl Jerry Halloway, Halloway, uh Horn. Hang on, let me get all of her name here because she has, of course, but gotten married. Uh, Jerry Halloway uh, Hor- Horner has written a novel for young adults called "Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen." It took her nine years to do it hey, don't hurry, get it done well. Halliwell says uh, that she struggled so much that she reached out to any human heart. Author William Boyd, we're talking, he gave feedback, and his vice vice to her was, well, according to her, quite a game-changer.
4: It was like giving Humpty Dumpty to Beethoven, right, at the level when I first gave it to him. He told me to rewrite the whole thing in the third-person past tense, Right, because I was in the first-person, present tense.
1: Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen is out now. So a lot of people, and again, when I was messing around writing scripts for uh, th- plays for theatre, fringe festival shows and other stuff, projects that we would do, a few of us would sit down and individually write stuff, and, and we would utilise them for s- things like that. And I remember bouncing it off some of the people I went to and said, okay, where am I at here? What, what do you see? What should I do? And I don't think, thank goodness, and maybe it's because I just do not show as a person who would, yeah, why don't you take it back and rewrite it? Mm. But a tip like that, rewrite it in this person. Wow. How valuable. One might say, well, that's huge. You got to rewrite the whole darn thing. But, but, but trust me, <laughs> there's a lot of other things that you could be told do that you just scratch your head and say, I, but I don't know how to change that one part, that chapter, that yeah. individual's character. You're, if you're told, hey, change it to this tense, it's huge. You're doing the whole book. But Rum, it, it to me, sounds like such a doable thing. And to make a difference, whether it's while you're writing it, while you're rewriting, doing your, your rewrite, which I'm sure there was other rewrites that she had to do and things. But it's it's pretty... Pretty powerful when some author said, why don't you do this? As opposed to, okay, I'll send you over my list, uh, you know, have a coffee, sit down and take an hour or so and reread all my fixes. What? Mm.
2: <laughs> so wait, was this her first book and her only book yep. so far? Okay, yeah. Yep. Nine I mean,
1: years to write it.
2: Mm, exactly. Maybe
1: that was doing all those refixes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, honestly, it, it's... I think it's incredible when authors reach out to each other. Uh, Obviously, like you have editors and a whole team of people who are helping you out, especially if you're a giant commodity like uh, one of the Spice Girls. But in general, it's like feedback is so hard for people. And we know that this is true with anybody, any kind of creative, right? Uh, All this stuff comes from your head and your brain and then mm-hmm. it's personal it's you shut yourself away from the world as you take part in these creative endeavors and then you got to put it out there and it's nerve-wracking it's nerve-wracking to oh, yeah. take in feedback fully and uh, taking um constructive or not just any kind of critique because you're putting yourself out there and you're being so vulnerable and you got to take down your defenses if you're saying hey give me feedback then you got to be able to i don't know receive it Right, and that part is difficult. So to think that this is the kind of feedback that was sent to her, and she was like, "Okay, all right then."
1: Maybe she got mad. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. she got mad and put it away for seven. Initially, years. Initially, that's why it, that's took, why it took, nine. took so long. Yeah, the actual writing <laughs> well, only took two years. <laughs> the the other thing is, we expect okay, it's got to have something to do with music, and I don't know if it does. I don't know what level, but I think it's fantastic. Also, because the old saying is right about what you know yeah. when someone goes out, and we don't know that. Hey, what I know. It's the world of fantasy. Yep. It's being a kid. It's been, that's, we all know a little something about that, and some of us more than others. So, uh, fedora's off. Really wonderful, Jerry. I love that. I love the idea, and I love hearing about feedback because we all need that person that's going to step up and help us out that doesn't Not mind. Us saying, yeah, yeah. I'll We're take good. it and read it. We don't oh, need of feedback, course, especially writing. We're excellent. Well, okay. <laughs> especially maybe a in touch writing. on the spelling. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe a little work on the spelling, but and putting the right your emails need feedback. Me. Yeah. Well, most of you just say, it's too long. It's three lines. I don't have the time for this. Uh, Coming up next on the program, we have our gardening segment. Susan Kearney joins us. We're going to chat about a few watering tools that can help you with um, your plants at home. We'll talk to her after this. Don't miss
0: a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back.
1: Arriving back with you on your Friday afternoon. Remember, we're here from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Repeats of the show, AMI-audio and AMI-tv at 10 p.m. Eastern. 1 o'clock in the morning for the AMI-tv folks. 6 o'clock in the morning for the AMI-audio folks. Also, a program note, the original show airing at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, only on AMI-TV. The folks on AMI-audio, guys, grab it at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Settle back with some dinner and enjoy listening and as Rummy and I take you through your uh, late afternoon here on Kelly and Rumya. On Fridays, we get our lineup started talking gardening with Susan Kearney.
5: Hello, I'm Susan Kearney. Join me on Kelly and Rumya
2: for the joy of gardening by using touch, taste, scent and sound.
1: Wow we're going to talk about toys on the program today. <laughs> All the things you need to make sure when your plants are thirsty they're taken care of in different ways different plants. We uh, welcome Sue back to the show and today Sue's we're talking about a few different watering tools.
5: Yes I, yes and and so uh, you can put these on the list for your um, for the gardeners, of the indoor. This is for indoor gardening only. Um, they're they're very small but very unique, and it's it, it's a trio of them, and the first mm-hmm. one is a little watering can, and it's made out of a very light plastic, so it's easy to um, it's easy to fill, it's easy to carry around. What is actually very cool about this is that the spout on it is stainless steel, and it can be oh. removed to clean it. So, and it's, right. it's very thin, yeah, but it's... I, I, I have never had a watering can that you could actually do that, um, and sometimes it gets all m- mucked up with, mm. you know, the, the, the water, um, the, you know, the, there are, you know, minerals and will rinse them all out with vinegar. With this one, you just remove the spout, and you can wash the watering can uh, and, and actually wash the, uh, the stainless steel, little stainless steel spout. I've actually put it in the dishwasher um, mm-hmm. to make sure that it gets nice and clean and sterilized so I'm not, I'm not putting any bacteria um, from one, you know, one um, plant into another. I, I think this is just a very cool tool.
1: So that's what I was thinking, Sue, because you can always feel with your finger residue you're talking about and it sounds so funny to people to say well you know what do you use this for I use it for watering the only thing it goes in is water well how does it get dirty right but you know so true with your minerals and stuff that gets left Mm -hmm. not to mention when you talk watering Sue I would think over the years that you've done this whether it's outside or inside it gets to your wrist you know you're wanting to water you got a hold but sometimes the ballast the balance once it's full you know matter how big or small the item is Mm -hmm it's it, and getting into where you want to put your water you know it takes its toll and you want that perfect watering can this device sounds pretty good for its size and and also <laughs> is it pretty mobile like in the sense of for you manipulating it
5: yes and also it's very easy to store because you can take the spout off and then just put this into uh, the cupboard. Put the spout in into the actual watering can, and and that way, so you don't have that spout sticking out. Um, you know, it's it, it's you know you can leave it on a counter, um, and you're not hitting the spout and and knocking over the watering <laughs> can filled with water, which has happened several times in my home. Uh, so was, I just found this really cool. That's number one of the.
1: Paint. the watering the tools
5: mm-hmm. you have the trio yes
1: the tools trio um, the watering the, tools trio
5: yes that yes that's so they are and the next one it's very cool um uh, it's uh, a, bo- a a bottle it's about oh i would say about six inches tall and it's got a um inside it's it's got a like a like a straw a plastic straw that goes down into the bottom of the, um, the bottle and it screws into a lid which goes onto the bottle and on top of that lid is a very narrow um, spout that actually um, goes downward. It curves downward. And what this is for is for watering plants very close to the soil. If you are giving um, fertilizer, you can fill this, and on the outside, it also has um, the measurements. Go so how much water, how much um, fertilizer or plant food that you want to put in there, wow. and, and and you can mix it. It's it's very cool. It's very light. Um, I I, re- I really like this. I've I've been using it. Um, I'm finding all sorts of. Plants that I'm giving the um, fertilizer to, which you really shouldn't do a lot this time of year. There are a few that you can, right. but uh, I I really love this tool. I've been using it for about three months now, um, and and a lot of the plants um, that don't like their leaves to get wet at all. This is great for because that it goes right down in into the uh, into the plants, not touching the leaves, and also the. The leaves aren't, if you're actually feeding the plant, it's going to go to the roots. It's not going to go on to the leaves. Uh, sometimes, if you get that plant food um, onto the uh, onto the leaves, it can actually burn mm. um, the the leaves um, before it's wiped off. and and also, some plants really just do not like their leaves getting wet. so this is this is a very cool. Think. And it's it's um, a very soft plastic, um, and it's it's like a squeeze bottle. Right. And I think that my, my grandchildren, if they ever got a hold of it, they would probably fill it with water, start chasing each other around the house, spraying it. As, long as, yeah, as long it's, it's, it's just water purpose. and you
1: don't have the fertilizer in there. Yeah. Do you market soon? <laughs> do, do you market physically yeah. for yourself?
5: Um, no. It came marked, which is really cool. Oh, it's I'm... on uh, the marking is in as uh, on the outside, but the um you can put the um, the 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 thing that's like the straw that um, screws into the bottom of of the top. Uh, it, you can put that in to the bottle so that um, you can tell how much water or fertilizer. so you can uh, actually measure. With, with that, that's also a measuring thing, and so and, and just if you keep your your finger on the outside and put that in and then pull it out to know how much um, it, it is, especially when you're measuring the um, the, the the plant food. Right. I, I find I just found it really helpful. It's it's cool. It's a, it's a very cool thing. It's it's really neat. Can you adjust how much comes out of it? No, okay. but, well, I suppose you can in how, how hard you squeeze it. Squeeze, right, Cause because I was thinking the, the
2: same thing. Yeah. If you're putting it close to the roots and the soil, um, yeah. you're not getting as much of an idea of how much is coming out, uh, except for the pressure.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, and and I, I also found what, one thing that's really interesting. I have found... That um, as it gets down to the bottom, if I'm doing several plants, then the, I, I don't think the spray is as um, as strong uh, because there's there's not the the pressure inside inside the bottle. But it, it's it's just very very cool and and not um not not a high tech thing at all. It's it's just yeah. you know um very simple. It's a, a very simple thing that wow, I wish I'd thought about this, but when um when i was going through different watering things and i found this i thought i i've got to try this out it's very neat
2: i was gonna say like we're also used to the traditional watering can different sizes different spouts for sure but just the traditional way of you know you pour and the water comes out so a squeeze bottle i think is kind of a cool alternative and you never had or tried anything like this before the concept Um,
5: no, well, once I I did once I sort of made one for myself, um, but it it I I didn't have the um I, I didn't have the spout on the right angle. Mm, okay. Um, I I actually used a very large straw, um, but you know uh, uh, eventually I it just couldn't get it to the right angle. This is actually. Uh, measured right to the mm. right angle, and which is really, really cool. Um, it's yeah. So you're, you're not going to make a mistake when you put um, that into the plant yeah. to water its roots or fertilizer. Very neat thing.
2: Very forgiving for for errors. Exactly.
5: Okay. What's the yeah. third one? <laughs> the third one is a spray bottle, which I know. I'm saying, oh well, and you can get spray bottles anywhere. Um, yes, yeah, just can. ask your cat. <laughs> But this is one is cool because it's got different um, on the when you turn to you turn it right off. So there's you, when you um, push the, the trigger, there's there's no spray coming up, and then there are four different settings as you go around, sort of like a shower head, and so it mm. can be a very fine mist to mist your plants, um, and then a little bit stronger if you want to be. You know, really washing those, um, you know, washing dust off those those plants. And this one, I've actually used outdoors too. It's it's small, so I had to keep going back and filling it up. But it is it it is very neat. It's it really is like a, it's like a plant shower, uh, which is really neat because you can dial different ones. It uh, and uh, and and the 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 last one is a very uh, very firm rather stream so you know that is good getting the you know the dust off or um just you know e- even uh, even little critters if there's little bugs on there right. um it, yeah. th- that works really well too the, it, it is very small so um it's it you know it, it doesn't take much water it doesn't hold much water but still it's it's a you can almost be very exact with it because it's, right. it's small and handheld
1: it's very neat. And you can manage it, right, Sue? In the sense of yeah. not worrying that oh my gosh, I've overshot. It's gone over the side. Like mm-hmm. it, it may be a bit of a drag to run back and forth all the time, but at least you're not running back later on and cleaning up all water that's running down the side, getting on the carpet or or anywhere else. Oh yeah, that
5: that's that's happened before. I'm, I'm absolutely. Lost lots
1: of old towels Well, and and so with a trio like this as you look at what you can use it for all of these with what you have inside going back 10 years 20 years 30 years what would you have been just using the same watering thing that you you know like what at that point were you using well
5: I, I Tried all sorts of um, different watering cans. I I think I have quite a collection of them. I've even used um, old teapots. um, That um, yeah, because um, some of their spouts were very interesting. So I have used those. It's it's just depending on the plant, the size of the plant, um, the size of the pot, and what kind of stream of water you want to get in there. I I just Mm -hmm. found that these three were were very interesting because it it seems to be all across the whole um, watering spectrum what what you um, would would need for all your different types of plants.
1: I think that's tremendous. It's really interesting when you come across something like this, when you're able, as a gardener, to hear yeah. some, about something and say, hey, that is what I can use. And I can use it here, here, here. And just know in your mind, this is all the things that yeah. I've mm. had to go through. This is all the things that this thing will sweep away. You know, those <laughs> things can stay up on the shelf over there while I'm using this, this, and this. Really wonderful, yes, Sue. Uh, Thank absolutely.
6: you.
1: Absolutely. Yes. All right. We'll uh, get on the outdoor ones in the spring, right? The 1,200 things that you use to water outside <laughs> or whatever that might be. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Susan Kearney joins us on Fridays. We do this to kick off our show right here on Kelly and Ramya. We talk, spend a bit of time with her on gardening. Up next, it's time to move a little bit techie-wise because John Beeler will be with us. And he's going to mix that a little bit with what Sue was talking about. Watering, snow, sunshine, all kinds of weather. AI is starting to outperform Meteorologists. Gone caught wind of this story and will tell us a lot on his update next.
0: Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment.
1: Just a note: check out lots of AMI content over there at AMIPlus.ca. You can find so much programming available to you. That'll keep you busy for several days running. AMI Plus, check it out now. It's available to you wherever you are. You can enjoy it and we appreciate it. And of course, they appreciate the feedback that you might have on AMI Plus. Kelly McDonald here. I'm at the home studio, London, Ontario. Ramya Muthan, over there at the studio in Toronto.
2: All right, without any further ado, let's continue talking AI. We get to our app update on Fridays with John Beeler.
7: Hi, I'm John Beeler, technology expert from Vancouver. Join me on Kelly and Ramya, where I share the latest app, mobile and tech news. Everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security. We'll cover the gamut
2: okay john before we get to ai there's some other things we need to cover
1: i was just gonna say (laughs) john wasn't that beautiful how she just misguides the audience we'll get to it though don't worry
2: i know everyone's eagerly anticipating ai talk Uh, every day there's at least one segment but um first of all let's talk about threads so you can now delete your threads profile without nuking your instagram account um remind us how things were related in this context
7: So a lot of people were reluctant to join threads when they unveiled it because it's directly attached to your Instagram profile. Mm -hmm. And of course, not everyone wants to have their Instagram profile connected to a Twitter like clone. So um, it's it's taken quite a while, but they finally announced and have made available the ability in your settings to go into and delete or deactivate your threads profile. So this will separate them. Previously, if you wanted to delete your threads profile, you effectively deleted your Instagram profile as well, which is Ooh. obviously not desirable.
2: And that, yeah, it, I guess I never thought of it that way because I've been uh, MIA on both, but it's true. Like if people were really not about threads or vice versa, um, they were really stuck in this position where they had to have both. Did Was it, were people really public about uh, or vocal about this kind of thing?
7: Oh, very much so, yeah. Being stuck? Okay. Because the other interesting part is when you have an Instagram account, when they launched threads, essentially anyone that activated their threads account had the ability to automatically follow everybody that you're following. Yes. On Instagram.
1: yes. Yes.
7: And right. But that also caused lots of problems too, because sometimes you've been following somebody for like a long time and you don't even remember why you're following them. And all of a sudden on threads, they're going to get a request to follow them. And you're like, well, who is this person? And so it just got really kind of mucky and messy that way. And you get a lot of weird notifications from people you didn't even know were following you, those kinds of things. Mm. So it works both ways, I think, for cleaning up some of that mess. If you really don't want to get into threads, it's not perfect yet, as we all know, but uh, at least they're making some strides to head in the right direction.
2: Do you have any idea on how popular threads is still uh, holding up to be?
7: Uh, I don't have any good numbers, um, but I think they they are definitely climbing up and getting more popular. Yeah. Um, the most recent number I saw for its closest competitor was Blue Sky, which is made by um, uh, the previous founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, and they're at about 2 million active users, daily users. I think Threads might be closer to the 100 million, but okay. I'm not 100% sure on that number, but it's fairly high. But I don't know if that's active or just accounts.
2: Just people, just exactly. Accounts. Yeah. Because
1: that's what I, I, my impression was it was accounts back when I, I the last I heard because you know it's, quite a while.
2: It's smart to do something like that, right? Where you you drag Instagram and Threads into the same boat, oh. and then obviously you end yeah. up with this many activations.
7: Especially, but I think people use the different services for different reasons. Sure. You know. If you're a photographer, maybe you're using Instagram to follow photographers, you're not necessarily Mm -hmm. going to want to chat with them on a Twitter clone. Mm. So that's sort of the disconnect that I think a lot of people were trying to reconcile is like, well, why would I want to use threads when there's four other networks that I can do the same thing on? But I do like the built-in ability. That's assuming you're following the same people on all the platforms, which is probably not going to be the case. Mm
8: -hmm.
1: No. And but I'll tell you right off the bat, for those who didn't really realize, didn't, you know, just said, Oh, well, I guess I gotta do that or people gotta follow, or whatever people saying. Oh, okay. When it started, boy, what a way to boost numbers. If people just yeah. thought they bet they have to comply. Is it okay, Ramya, Now yep, I, mean, yep, let's I know do it. you're sick of AI and you don't oh, necessarily no. need to talk about it. I'm very excited. You're all okay, okay. So I guess it's all right, John, for us to move on to AI starting to outperform meteorologists. What's going on here?
7: Well, you know, this kind of is not really that big of a surprise, but, mm-hmm. no. um, you know, a meteorologist has uh, training and skill sets in sort of interpreting the weather, the previous weather to sort of forecast where where the weather's going. And lately, there's been a number of, uh, let's say, high profile weather incidents around the world. And um, there's a, a, a service called GraphCast, which is using AI to sort of Uh, predict the weather patterns, and apparently they've achieved over a 90% uh, accuracy rate uh, wow. and, and a number of the large, um, uh, there was a Hurricane Lee that hit uh, Long Island, uh, and basically they predicted it 10 days before it happened, whereas the actual meteorologists were much slower to uh, connect the dots and, and predict that it was going to happen. So mm. it's really interesting to see where this is going to go, because in a lot of ways, you know, the software, even pre-AI, was getting pretty good at sort of giving you forecasts, yes. And the meteorologists were basically just parroting those forecasts from the software. Now, the software is getting even better uh, because it's using intuition and other things that AI brings to the table, uh, and also having the ability to look at pretty much all the different services at the same time um, to create these really um, very detailed and advanced forecasts. Mm. And you wonder about like the
1: historical data too, because if they, if with weather, temperature, winds, and if, you know, the AI can look at what's projected, what the winds are are projected to be, what in past cases hurricanes or weather phenomenons or weather issues have have how they've behaved, and just do it just like that. That's pretty amazing when you think about. Because we're sitting here saying seven days out, you don't know what the weather's going to be like next Thursday. Quit it. And yet, a lot of time we get a really good idea now, and and we we less chance of making fun of our weather weather guys. Um, you say 90 percent is what they say their uh, accuracy rate. I mean John, you couldn't complain about that whether it's a 10 day out uh, you know hurricane, or just a forecast that hey, we're having a picnic next mm. Wednesday and getting sure that you can believe in the high temperature.
7: Yeah, absolutely, and and the fact that this is something that's going to be plugged into all the services. So just think of the little weather app on your phone is going to have this in the back end now, and it's going to be much more accurate. Um, we're already seeing a lot of things happening you know, on a local scale where a lot of um, yes, a lot more weather stations are popping up. Because they're 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 more affordable now, and so you can actually have a neighborhood weather station instead of just relying on what the airport temperature is, for example. Right, and then you right, power that yes. all by AI, it just goes crazy accurate. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's funny
1: when you ask something like uh, the a lady, hey, when's the rain gonna start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did this, thinking it's just a bit of a joke. And it'll start in ten minutes. Yeah, sure, it will. And then sure enough, you're hearing, hey, it's raining. And, we're already... and, and again, it goes into that micro weather forecasting
2: yeah and we're getting used to the kind of like on demand you know is it raining now is it raining in an hour like what's happening in 30 minutes uh um expectation like the standard of these kind of things so now with ai it's more about the accuracy and the percentage but also you
1: would think it would be easier because it is in a certain sense. but when you talk about that micro area Things seem to, mm-hmm. you know, you think, well, Localized. No, you can't tell me it's going to be an isolated shower in sure. 10 minutes. Oh, yes, you can.
2: In a city as big as Toronto, yeah. And also, John, like, we're seeing this kind of use of AI, the prediction, the patterns, the mechanics or whatever, and, and being able to deliver information based on all the information uh, that it's gathering, right, like, and giving us, um, I guess, reports would be the right way to say it, is... It's happening in all different sectors too, right? Like whether something that you're bringing up now, but I'm hearing it a lot more in the medical field in in different um, disease prediction or understanding of things that are going on with the human body or, you know, other kind of like organized data that it would just sift through and then be able to tell you, okay, this is what's going to happen or this is what this means. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I,
5: I, think,
7: I, I think the ability for it to look through all of the historical data at the same time definitely gives it an advantage over a human because if I'm a human looking up whether it's a weather report or you know some medical condition in your family um, it's only as good as how many things I look at Mm. and how many data points do I have to sort of formulate that opinion whereas AI effectively has access to every data point and it can process it all instantly or way faster than a human can and see those patterns and see those trends that uh, that maybe a human doesn't That we
2: literally Mm -hmm. cannot see, right, because we don't have enough access or information or capacity to make those um, accurate predictions. It's quite interesting. And
1: and so much of it, right, because there's so much data to take in. AI can zoom, you know, and I say in a flash, I know it's not instant, but pretty close to.
2: Yeah, in medicines particularly, I'm very curious about how far we get and how quickly because of AI assistance this way.
1: And how quickly we trust it.
2: Yeah, and speaking of trust, okay, this is the last one. (laughs) Uh, The screenless, app-free, humane AI pen, that's what this is, that wants to replace iPhones is here. Tell us everything.
7: Yeah, this is something that's been in stealth for, I think, six years, and they just made a big announcement this past week about it. And essentially what it is, the way I think of it, to, to make it uh, understandable, just imagine the communicator from Star Trek. You have a little pin okay. that you're yep. that's over your heart, and essentially it doesn't have a screen. Um, it has a speaker. It has cell uh, cellular connectivity. Um, it has a projector. And... Um, and it's and it's essentially like, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a portable A-lady. So mm. uh, you tap it to talk to it, and you can ask it questions, and you have a number of ways of getting the feedback from it. Essentially, it goes out to the internet, does its thing, uses AI, and it will give you a response that it'll speak out loud. If you uh, can see, you hold your hand up, and the little tiny projector that's inside it will actually project things onto your hand so essentially getting rid of the screens altogether because you're basically being projected okay. the answer or the weather or incoming call what have you and this is meant to be passive it's not meant to be always listening and always recording you actually have to trigger it so this is where they're trying to get around the the idea behind having it uh always listening mm. and you know privacy and security those types of things um it's. It also comes with a 24, and, and these are U.S. prices. Uh, the device itself is six ninety-nine, and it comes with a $24 a month uh, subscription fee that gives you unlimited data on T-Mobile's network in the U.S. It's unclear what service they're going to use in Canada and if it's even coming to Canada. Um, but they made quite a big um, splash with this across the Internet because essentially this is, I think in a lot of ways, tells the future of what our interactions with these devices are going to be um i really love the idea of getting rid of the screen and having this Mm -hmm. sort of projection thing um again i haven't tried it i don't know what it's going to be like and the videos that they've shown have been pretty compelling um what does that
2: uh, projection look like is it just text is it a box like do you mind describing it a bit
7: yeah, it, it kind of looks like you know on a, like a widget on your phone. So okay. it'll show you like the temperature, for example, and maybe with a little icon, or it'll it'll give you captions for whatever it's saying uh, as a response to your question. So whether whatever you ask the a lady, it will it'll read it out loud, or you can have it just passively showing it to you on your on your palm. Um, so it's it's got a really interesting. Um, it feels like uh, if you've ever seen the movie, the, the reboot of Total Recall, there's a very similar interface that they use for a cell phone and stuff that's actually under your skin. Hey, this hey. is projected onto your skin, but presumably right. this yeah. tiny projector could project it onto a wall in front of you. Or, that's what you I know, would think piece of paper or something uh, like that
1: uh, 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 and you, any idea of the quality because of our video world very quickly john in the sense of i, I mean obviously people aren't going to necessarily sit there and watch some video but we do love our little videos from tiktok well, and we whatever. should i mean if
2: this is replacing the iphone it better do everything the iPhone's doing
1: that's <laughs> what you would hope and think what do you think john
7: I I think it's too early to say. I don't know if this little device, um, the the device itself is very small. So Mm. it doesn't have a super robust projector inside. And the back of the device actually is a magnet And then on the underside of your shirt or jacket or what have you, you connect another magnet piece that actually is the battery. And so you can actually hot swap these little batteries to keep it going all day if you need to. This is
2: wild to me. That's
7: kind of neat, Uh, though.
2: The (laughs) only, like, I mean, not only, but the first concern I have is if privacy, like private information is just going to be projected onto your hand or onto whatever surface around you. Uh, Speaker means, you know, where does that go? I can see this thing being... Uh, a lot of accessibility uh, checkboxes being addressed. But what happens when, because you know, you talk to your A person at home and you don't take that around with you on the streets. So you can kind of have some privacy, I guess, or like only you hear what you're asking it and bank information or other things like that personalized, customized information. But um, if it's projecting onto your hand, do you have the kind of privacy or does it even matter because
7: our screens are around? I think you can actually Bluetooth to a headset. There you go. Right, I would think so. And and not project at all.
1: And I wonder if people, I would think so. I also, because you'd need to put it to something, otherwise it's projecting into the air to nothing. But quickly (laughs) also, I wonder if people will go for the pushing a button since we've been so used to screaming at whatever, whether it's Siri, whether
2: it's... No way. It's got to be fully hands-free. It's too tiny. John, well, maybe
7: that's an option, but I think that was the workaround for the privacy aspect is um, it only listens when you when you press the button.
2: Exactly. All right. Thank you very much. Lots to think about. Yes. Go into the weekend and uh, start checking out this pen. John Beeler joins us on Fridays for our app update. So he'll be back next week.
7: So
1: a tour company has banned the use of mobile phones and kicks you out of the tour if you use one, to take those pictures and more. Bill Shackleton tells us more on The Buzz in two minutes.
0: Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
1: All right, folks, the week's almost over, which means we've gone through several editions already Of The Buzz with Bill. Man, time is just flying. But of course, I only started to work yesterday. These guys claim I was here (laughs) Monday, but I don't know if I remember that. Time is flying. Wow. Kelly McDonald, Rumya Muth, and we are the hosts of Kelly and Rumya, and you out there are a valued audience. Thank you for being with us. Let's bring in the guy who hosts the Best of the Buzz podcast, which you can subscribe to. We uh, make up a lot of those episodes, all of them. I won't, I won't, I won't. Be modest here. We make up all of them with Bill right here on our program. Shaq, welcome back. How are you?
9: I'm doing pretty good for a Friday. Can't complain too much.
1: Happy articles today, Billy. All right, not necessarily
9: happy. Mm. At least
1: chuckles. At well, least a few of those. Yeah, kinds of yeah, yeah. The
9: third one yeah. has a sad ending, but oh dear. Oh, I yeah. love. Maybe we won't get to it. Okay, start. Yeah. Go ahead, Billy. um Yes, actually, speaking of flying. Um, we got one here, this tour company, this tour company um, bans the use of mobile phones and kicks you out if you are using them. Um, I don't know whether you guys can do this, but could you resist the idea of sending a tweet or checking your email um, or relying on the Almighty Internet if you're on a tour? Um, I know I could. I don't need a cell phone on a trip. Um, mm-hmm. If you can do this, it's for you, this vacation. Okay. Can you um, run? What?
1: Can I do could it? Bother- yeah, now, you- hold
9: it. First, before it's- that, Bill,
1: before okay. she answers that... The tour itself, is this the whole tour? Like at first I thought, okay, maybe it's a tour bus, you know, ride for a couple of hours, but we're talking three day tour, Gilligan's Island yeah, style, or, or whatever or it is. Day. Yeah. Right. Yes,
2: right. Okay.
1: Okay. So, Rum, could you do that without using your phone? If I don't know how they'd catch you at it's night. going
2: to be hard. Uh, no, like I'm you'd have get to get lock it. it or something. Like they'd have to take it away physically, pry
9: oh, it out wow. of my cold hands. Hmm?
2: Sorry. Go ahead.
9: Wow. The company, though, is FTLO? They're launching these a series of vacations in February 2024 with um, five-day or one-week vacations, and they're going to Italy, Rome, and Florence, and believe Iceland and some of the Nordic countries. Um, the only rule is you can't use your phone. Now, what they said was they can ask you to leave, or they actually they can kick you out of they can out off the tour. Or if you're catching, if they catch you, they can ask you to put your phone in the hotel safer in your room. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Um, So in theory, you're able to use your phone outside of the tour time. So when you go down for breakfast, when you're off with everybody on the bus or the boat or whatever, they don't want you click, click or yeah. Hi, Freddie. Yeah. sell all all, all those, all all those, uh, you know, the the deal with my taxes, sell all that stuff. Those, those properties, whatever it might be, they
9: don't want you doing that. In the midst of the where site. you're
1: supposed to be being unplugged. Yeah,
9: yeah. as, as long as okay. you're there. Um, right. They're calling this a digital detox. And yep. the founder of the of the company has basically said, we hope that people will take advantage. Well, uh, you will get a more immersive experience. Obviously. De- yeah, dealing yeah. with the locals and dealing with the sites. So, I mean, when you get to your hotel, I don't think they can stop you from using your phone. I mean, I want my music. I could do without the... The phone, but I couldn't do without my music. So well, basically... you could do without
1: checking your emails. can you yeah. Found those yeah. around during yeah. the day, but it's just more spending time nighttime. alone.
2: What it's going to be like? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But would you get that anxiety, which we all would? Like there, oh. it would
2: be, be kind of like that separation on an anxiety on oh. real, like, like... yeah.
9: Wow, I would I would yeah. think so.
2: Obviously, the and the I... way that they're presenting it is great. Like you're actually exploring. It's yeah. uh, you're kind of removing the idea of temptation because you're doing other things and and checking in with the whole group. It's not just you. Uh, so that kind of thing is probably effective. But I'm curious because you're just locally hanging out, right? Like you're hanging out in these places. Other people, aside from your group, are going to have their phones out. So it's not like you're gonna be fully out of, like if you go to a retreat where nobody around you has a phone, that's different, right? Like it's like staying off the grid. But this, you're just in the real world, but without your phone.
1: (laughs) But you're not going to go yeah. over and borrow s- someone else's phone. I yeah, think that's but What that's if you hear someone line. on
2: social media? What if you. I think that's you know what okay, I mean? though,
1: right? And you we You see think someone about taking pictures, like selfies, yeah. all that yep. stuff
2: is temptation. That's okay, but you can't.
1: You don't have a device with you to oh, do so. But it's your too hard. addiction, you know, it might be that person who smokes and sitting around with 12 smokers all at once saying, How are you doing today?
2: <laughs> uh, uh. But then you see a smoker across the street and you're like, Oh, I'm itching. That's the thing, right? That- well, I'm worried well,
1: about, like, that situation. Are you going to go tackle someone and take their phone off and say, I No, no. You know, like, no, 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 you may not, no, no. but we also have... You're not going to go into air rage on a... Well, you <laughs> might not go into air rage on an airplane because of something, so... Uh, it, it, it you, we, this place doesn't know what somebody is going to do because really we don't know how upset we can get it's not like they're saying you cannot have a phone we'll take it and smash it if we yeah, see yeah, you Yeah you're it. right
2: they're not doing that they're the leaving is, it up to you like there's still a lot of personal c- time. control time you can have with it yeah, right but you like self control this is not reliant heavily reliant on someone you know grabbing your phone and locking it away it's a lot oh, of no. self control and uh, fully immersing without your phone well, and and Billy's getting whole nervous. Just thinking about it.
1: Where they? Me too. I oh. got anxiety a little while ago. I started really? to sweat, and oh, my really. stomach was going funny. Oh, thinking, Billy. no man, I wouldn't like that. Oh no, I just might want to check my 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 Twitter account and see what Eric sent me or whatever.
2: Right? Most well, of it all. is just I, habitual. Forget all the stuff we actually certainly. have in our phones, like you know, checking in just with everybody and time. Yeah, everything. Absolutely everything. Just grabbing for it. That's habitual. Like we're so yep. addicted. My goodness. Um, yeah. the other
1: thing is Billy throw you off of the tour like where are you gonna go right <laughs> like, you're, you're in a strange country and that's they're fair like, oh, you were yeah. caught using your phone bill
2: you're out of here <laughs> like where are they gonna throw you out
1: bill stop yeah, following I, I, us now we're I going in it, here it, and sh-
2: they said if it yeah. starts affecting the rest of the group so i guess if you start passing yeah. your phone around to see this great instagram hey feed by kim k you and might I look be, at this
1: on twitter <laughs>
2: it might be bad what? yeah
1: X, X, look, or if you're hanging on to someone, Bill, because you're... Bill, you're off the tour. Let go of Ramya's arm, Bill. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> Can somebody turn on voiceover on their phone, please? I really That's need right. to check... <laughs> Twitter bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I your phone and <laughs> <laughs> go crazy. Well, actually, you
9: know what? If you if you turn the screen curtain on, they may. Not <laughs> but even, even no. Well, they'll they'll come over and tell you why are you playing with that stupid phone anyway? They, bill is broken. They should
2: ban AirPods as well. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we, we there's so many ways to sneak around this as a blind person. Oh God, that's yeah. right. Oh yeah, all, all right. those yeah, little things sure. you can do.
1: Hand in your pocket. Clearly, your hand cold.
2: Bill. What Billy do you mean? is it's the only pocket. one Billy's the only one out of the yeah. three of us who can do this. All right. He's the only yeah. one with,
1: with the, and I don't even believe him. I'll be yeah, honest with you. I can he's hear him now not, mumbling. So I'd like to look up what the menu at this restaurant is, but I don't have my damn phone. I can hear you <laughs> can now, Sarah.
2: They said in cases of emergencies, the uh, leader yeah, of the group yeah. has phone. leaders
9: phones. have, they'll
2: get a phone But what am I supposed to do? Course. Memorize all the phone numbers that I may need to call? <laughs> no, this is not going to work yeah. out for
1: me. Uh, Bill? Did you just hear that? Like, do you remember the days, Billy, where you actually memorized phone numbers? Because Ramya doesn't remember don't. those days. I do I barely know that my phone number. never happened. She <laughs> doesn't even know how to use a dial phone, Bill. Oh, God. Yes, oh, I do. That would be torture phone. if you stuck Dots her with on one of mind. those.
9: Yeah.
1: Bill, Bill right, doesn't no. remember either.
9: Okay, next. Next. This is kind of interesting. Kendrick Lamore plans to bring major concerts to Africa through new global citizen movement initiative. So the, mm-hmm. she's, they're calling, her company is calling this Move Africa. And what the the purpose is to bring intern, um, to start an international circuit and bring major concerts to Africa. Um, Move Africa. Okay. Now we know that, you know, basically Africa has a, there's a lot of musicians and the interesting part of the article that I found was it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of will. And, and, um, maybe a lot of the musicians, the young musicians, can't don't think they can compete, or maybe they don't think they don't think they can put a um, you know stage a concert. So they're bringing the international stars to Africa, and I guess in the hopes that it will it will give it will motivate some of these young musicians into saying, "Hey, I can do this." Amuthan. Mm.
2: Um, this is pretty great. I think of Kendrick as a guy who's just very much up there now, right? Like, he's not just a a musician, a rapper, an artist. He is a uh, mentor, if you will. Like, someone with oh, yeah. great, great power to do a lot of good. And, I mean, to be fair, up until this point, I don't know if he's done a lot of good. He's done a lot of good in creative, right? Like, just, you know, po- uh, political stances or... um deep conversations uh, socially and uh, ethically and morally and otherwise, but this is like a hands-down initiative, an actual initiative that him and his crew are doing. And it makes yeah. sense that, like, all the different things that are being pointed out in this article, like why Africa as a, an entirety doesn't get artists, doesn't, you can't afford to hold concerts. And by afford, I'm not even just talking financially, but just infrastructure and all these other things um, that are, Lacking and not... You know, when we talk about the Olympics and countries that can host and think, okay, some countries have to work much harder, some cities have to work much harder to pull together making this opportunity work, I think that this is what feels like a parallel. So the fact that he's kind of just... Him and his team are offering something mm, pretty vast, pretty uh, big, Mm. even financially, is... Great. I wonder what it'll do long-term. I, long think, term. Of,
1: uh, I, I wonder... think of Giants of Africa, Nassai Nujuri, and the, the push to get young people playing basketball, which is an incredibly affordable... And again, we go back to it's not the affordability or lack of... It's the will. Also, how many artists really stop and say, you know, I got a tour coming up through Africa. It's not something that people seem to. And I don't know if it's more of the idea or, or conceived notions of it or of touring there. And I think that's what they would love to dispel because mm. why not? I think so. You have as many fans there. The world is so small now. Your fans are everywhere. But a society of people who have never had an influx of these kinds of concerts isn't going to think of a bringing them or touring their own people or having the facilities for a show where they have all the stuff that's needed to plug in and run a a, a big concert. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Really interesting. That's a Uh, real interesting uh, and, Oh, go ahead, Ron.
2: To be honest, like the only artists that I hear from who go back to Africa is exactly that. P- people who, um, because of their, you know, ethnicity roots. or, yeah, their roots, so they want to go back and say, hey, I want to perform in Nigeria, in Ghana, in wherever. And if you if that doesn't happen and if you're not on the world stage, then you don't get to pull back and, and bring your success back to your people and your audience. Right.
1: The celebrity yeah. can help so much, Bill, in that. that I think aspect. so. Mm-hmm.
9: Thanks, yeah, pal. I think so. Sorry, Billy, no last article. No horse that escaped from... uh, Okay, well, I will give it away. (laughs) We'll get to that at some point. All
2: right.
1: Because people just go look online, Shaq. Bill brings articles to us on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We call it the buzz if you're not on that tour where they're grabbing yeah. it off you and throwing it in there. It's in the sugar bowl. You can get it when you leave, but there's sugar in there. I don't want that phone now. Coming up in the next hour of the program, folks, let's get the conversation recaps and comment on segments from the past week on Cut for Time. And hang in for a music quiz. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, the 110th Grey Cup takes place at Hamilton this week. 110! I remember when it was 100. I even have a football from 100 when they celebrated. Brock Richardson, he's here to tease this event. Start of second hour right after this. Stay tuned. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya
0: on AMI-tv.
1: So Rummya got a little bit of a look at what Bill was going to talk about, folks, uh-huh. and he was going to sneak one by the producers. You know, oh, on this yeah. whole, no, oh, it's got to have a nice, happy enough segment. No, no one dies. I find a
2: loophole in the Friday rules because it has horsies in it
1: yeah and he would have snuck out though right out the door just mm-hmm. just at the end with the sad part of the story that turkey boy he got gotcha. you welcome back folks it's hour two of kelly and rumia wherever you are checking us out around the world on ami audio thanks for being with us and throughout canada on TV. it's time to talk a little sports let's welcome in brock richardson
10: our sports man i'm brock richardson and i love sports as a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus Parisport news and analysis. So
1: just before he wastes time going on about something we spoke about last segment, folks, Bill was telling us about a tour, Brock, that you're not allowed to have your cell phones on. And I said, if you get caught, they'll throw it into the bowl at the door. I think you remember which athlete used to play for the New York Yankees that would do that. Uh, you could not have a cell phone in his home. And he'd tell you, here, there's a bowl right here. Put it in. I just made up Mm. that it had sugar in it.
10: Oh, okay. And Rock heard that at the end. I literally (laughs) came on and I was like, wow, I think I would get into this. (laughs) But then I realized, no, because my phone would be useless.
1: Sugary phone from Derek Jeter, right? He was the athlete that didn't allow you to have cell phones in his home. He said,
10: no, no, no. Sir, what's your lead off? Uh, You know what? This first item, uh, and there's only one, uh, but... This item today is one that I am so thankful to be bringing to you guys. And that is the fact that the Oakland Athletics of Major League Baseball are moving to the Las Vegas area. Thank goodness. After a unanimous vote, it's been a long time coming. They are among the lowest attendance in Major League Baseball. Now I'll tell you that their stadium is built for more of the football that used to be at that stadium for a long time. But it is a long time coming. They need to be moved. Next on the list is the Tampa Bay Rays, but I digress. Right now we know that the Oakland Athletics will be moving to Las Vegas. You don't believe the
1: Rays are really gonna move. Not with them building that new stadium. No, I don't, but hopefully
10: no. they uh hopefully they get some fans in their new yeah, stadium. That, that area play. does yeah,
1: that area deserves to keep a team. Oakland, unfortunately, I feel sorry for the fans. What I do wonder, Brock. Vegas seems to be the new sports place, right? Let's move every team to Vegas. Soon they'll start piling up like New York and then having a couple of teams. (laughs) The New York Yankees, New York Mets, Vegas this, Vegas that.
10: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: Uh, You want to talk Grey Cup?
10: Yeah, so the 110th Grey Cup is going on this weekend between the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This Grey Cup feels very bobsided it feels like Winnipeg is going to come out and just dominate I, I didn't see a lot from from Cody Fajaro last weekend against Toronto where it led me to believe yeah I think Toronto beat themselves you know when you only average about three yards per every pass this is just not good enough against a team as good as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense is going to play a factor. I do think points are going to come at a premium, but to me, this is going to be a bit of a lopsided victory because I just don't see Montreal repeating again this uh, this time around. But the 100, uh, just as, a
1: disgruntled Argos fan.
10: No, I just, you know they they did so. Montreal did really well on defense, but I just I don't see it happening. I see I see it being a little bit lopsided. So you don't think Montreal's peaking? No, I, I you know, when <laughs> when when the team you played last week gave you seven turnovers, like, why don't you just give them the game? Like, I, I'm not saying that that Montreal's defense wasn't good; it was great, you know, all that. But when you when the other team gives you seven turnovers and says, "Yeah, we're supposed to have the ball, but here it is again and again and again and again seven times," like, it's yep. just not happening. Well, and it's sad about
1: the Argos, period, right, Brock? But that's sports. They had such a great year, and I think so many people were looking forward to it. I hope it doesn't work against, because, I mean, Toronto, I mean, there's enough trouble with interest in CFL in Toronto. This may have helped a little bit. I don't hold my breath, but you would add a lot of fans as you will from Montreal, going to Hamilton to see this. Um, I like what the CFL has done. I like the response. And I think probably at this time, what we would perceive as the best game would be the best for the sport. But um, I'm happy where it's at. And not that I'm you know happy that Toronto lost, because I think Toronto was an amazing team um, with Chad Kelly and, and, and everybody doing so well. I think it would have been good football to watch for sure. Something that I know my, my late dad would have loved. But that's not the case. And and I had to wonder about peaking, because I, I must admit, I was just totally shocked with Montreal and Toronto not.
10: 16-2 and two is your season, and you just go out after getting the bye, and you just poop the bed. And not just, like, poop it a little bit, just all over the place. You didn't, like, nothing went right. It's just all. Aw- and you know the person I feel worst for beyond the players is Pinball Clemens. That general manager for the Toronto Argonauts like lives and breathes Toronto Argonauts. And so, I mean, this guy built a really good team, but again, I'll close this by saying when you have a one and done playoff game, this is the chance you take and that, you know, you may lose to a team that really you shouldn't. And Toronto did not lose a game against anyone in the East in their division. And they just didn't have it happen for them last weekend. Woes of football. Back to sleep country to get a whole new bed, Toronto. Uh, pal,
1: <laughs> the Parapan Am games are getting underway today with the opening ceremonies that you you wanted to spend a bit of time talking about the games. Can we go back to Lima, Peru? Let's start there uh, where the last games were held. Um, how'd Canada do?
10: Yeah, I, I, for me, I just think that when I look this up and, I, you know, you start a, a, a new whether it's a Parapan Am Games or Paralympic Games, you look back and you go, how did we do that last time to kind of give yourself a way of looking at it for this time? So I'll tell you that they got 60 total medals and they had 17 gold, 21 silver and 22 bronze. So this is a good showing. And this is sort of the benchmark to to where we're looking at going forward.
2: And if we're looking at this year's event, where do you expect Canada to land for medals?
10: I do think we're going to be approximately around the same amount. Uh, i I will say i I will bump them up a little bit in probably getting five more. i'm I'm going with the number of sixty five. They have over a hundred athletes in many, many disciplines. This is a big, Uh, team this is a team that's mixed with veterans this is a team that's mixed with rookies so I'm going with uh, 65 medals and I think you're going to get some from wheelchair basketball rugby track and field and my dark horse this time around is goalball I think one of those teams is going to do well and they're going to get a medal so that's my prediction I'm going with 65 total Plugged
1: into the Parapanam games right now, Brock Richardson, you're doing a little work for CBC, so we can look for you over there, um, uh, maybe on the Gem app and certainly on the YouTube page?
10: Yes, you can uh, see the first video I did on all of CBC's social medias. On my social medias, it's going to be a really good time. My focus for CBC specifically will be Bacha, uh, but we will be talking about it uh, next week on this segment and on Dave Brown throughout the week. But but the CBC focus will be uh, botcha focused when we do these clips.
1: Mm. Um, there's a lot of pressure associated with international events. But with the Parapan Am Games, I think people associate a little bit more pressure. You certainly feel that way. Can you explain why?
10: Yeah, we look at the international scene and we look at this is a four-year quadrant. So when you start the four years after a Paralympic Games, your sole focus is I want to get myself there as an individual or I want to get my team there. So you build towards you know, that throughout the years. And year one and two, there are some opportunities to get points and build yourself up there as a country and then kind of put yourself in a a good position moving forward for me where the pressure lies here is a lot of the events you're going to hear about is if you win whether it's an individual or as a country you're going to go to Paris 2024 and that to me puts a lot of pressure for two reasons number one you unless it's an individual sport so let's look at this from a team perspective if you're a team you may not represent the country in a year's time. So you have the pressure of, oh, goodness, I have to, you know, make my team, you know, make my country proud because I'm going to make the Paralympic Games for my country and I'm going to do this. But then as an individual, it's a little bit, when you're playing individual sports like table tennis or in some regards swimming, uh, you know, you're doing it as an individual. So you can say, oh, you know, I'm, uh, yes, I might be, you know, disappointing my country or my result, but you're, but you're disappointing yourself versus disappointing your country. And and for me, although it was hard disappointing myself, it was even harder to say. Guys, we went, but we didn't qualify here. And then we have to go through the back channels of like going to the last chance qualifiers, which will take place, you know, early summer, May, June, and July sort of timeframe. And those are real pressure-related events. So there's a lot of pressure coming from these athletes. And like I said at the beginning of this conversation, there's a lot of athletes who are are getting an opportunity on the international scene. The, some of the teams are taking some some newer athletes who may need some international experience, who may need some classification. So there's a lot of pressure on those athletes who are going, wait a minute. I'm going I'm going to these games in Santiago, but it, my eyes are wide open. I'm a rookie and now mm. I have to play for my country and be a part of that.
1: Yep, for sure. And it is a lot to think about. And like you say, the pressure and also just that whole brand of sportsmanship, because you're part of the piece, you're part of achieving the goal. And obviously the goal is a medal. And you may be part of that two years before the opportunity to actually achieve that medal and not even there. Thanks, sir. Thanks for the openness. Thanks for the experience and good luck with things. Keep busy over the next week. I'm sure you will. I will do that. He uh, will not watch that game on uh, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> you know, with his Argos out, he ain't gonna bother. Us. Anyway, Brock Richardson hits us with the latest. Well, he might because Dave might make him talk about it. But oh. they have NFL to talk about Monday for so.
2: professional purposes. Yes, of course.
1: Oh, exactly. Only for that reason. There's too much other NFL they'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Richardson hits us with the latest sports on Fridays here on the program. Up next. Oh yeah, music. Say it. Quiz.
2: We'll yeah. be right
1: back, folks. After this, music with quiz. something reasonably interesting. Fun. We'll be right back as Grant Hardy joins us. Fun What's himself. that word again? I'm not sure if I know that word.
0: Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner.
1: Got some work for you to do over the weekend, folks. Catch The Pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. On the program this week, Joita speaks to Paralympian cross-country skier and gold, silver, and bronze winner Natalie Wilkie. This is the third of a three-part series profiling the 2023 inductees to the Canada Disability Hall of Fame. That's The Pulse, this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, over on AMI-audio. Available via YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. Kelly McDonald here, back on the program with Ramya Muthan.
2: Okay, I know why you gave me this intro because you're so excited you can barely get it out. And that's I'm because... always happy to see Grant. <laughs> that's what stuff like this. We're doing the music quiz. So uh, obviously this is our usual spot for Ryan Huey joining us to talk audiobooks. He's not available today. So Grant Hardy's here, and we're gonna get to a music quiz. Can't believe we barely had to vote on this. Like all of us wanted a music quiz, right, Grant? Grant was uh, happy I mean with I'm it.
8: I'm I feel like I'm taking a personal sort of leap of faith here because I need you and Kelly mm. for training, mentorship, etc. cetera, on the show. And I don't want to provoke Kelly's
10: uh,
2: anti-fun resentment. Oh. Right. Well, Anger it's easy, Grant.
10: Much. No, Grant, I can help
2: you out with that. <laughs> just tell
1: Rush she's a wrong all attitude. the time.
2: No, no.
10: Just uh, make
1: sure. Just say, "Oh, can't. even if uh, Anyway, I mean, by the time listeners actually catch up to her to say, "You know, that uh, Grant guy didn't know what he was talking about." I mean, you were right all I'm, the time. I'm, Kelly I'm was you, not even in the park. No, Friday I'm it's majority yes. rule when
2: it comes for fun, and <laughs> so we obviously ended up with the music quiz, Grant.
1: Yeah. What uh, kind it of music quiz? been a weather one.
8: Yeah. All right you know what we, we can't do that because we don't have ai to- right. <laughs> um, oh you don't you know, know what? what i've got here at this
1: computer <laughs> <laughs> let me just mute myself uh-
8: you know we're just gonna have some chill time listen to some fun music uh we've decided to just start with one of you see if you know the title or artist and then we'll kind of open it up if not i've called this classic hits quote unquote pretty much mm. the most vague title i could think of because we got a little from the, <laughs> the 60s 70s 80s oh but not really modern pop just uh okay those classic hits that you know, i'm sure you'll know
2: ellie yeah, so. you should know yeah
8: well Rumi should know all from tiktok oh god no oh yes all right uh let's roll and I think Ramia since you are the On one? leader of the quiz oh, we'll yeah. start with you. Let's All roll right. the first clip.
1: Oh, that's a nice '80s tune.
2: I don't know. Yeah, exactly. All I know is that it's definitely '80s, but I have no clue who is it. Cindy Lauber? No, no. no. Darn. I feel like I give up.
1: I have no
2: idea what the tune I is. I want to say like it's Debbie chorus.
1: Gibson, but I don't think it is. Um, yeah, I really like Grant. That. Can it's you mid- sing the chorus? It's a, can you It's, hum it's the a chorus? band, right? It is a band, is it? I will give you a hint.
8: Heaven is a place on earth
1: that. Line is in there
8: somewhere. Oh, no idea.
2: That All right. did
1: well, I think not that's part, help. I think it, right. it's not the Bengals, right? Is it the Bengals? This is <laughs> Bengals? No. Belinda, Belinda
8: Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle Heaven is oh, a yeah, place yeah, yeah. on earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was originally yes. in a band. Called... Oh, that was
2: the title? The line?
8: Yes. No, no, uh. no,
1: no. Yeah, yeah, the line was. <laughs> and Belinda Carlisle, I just couldn't remember because you think of the with the
8: shivery, the, what do you call it? Vibrato?
2: Oh, yeah, the vibrato. Just, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Does
9: it maybe. no?
8: Um, anyways, apparently she was in a band called the Go-Go's, and they were the first. Yes. This is a really oh, bold she was part of the claim. Government. I don't oh. mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is such a bold claim, but apparently she was the first all-female band in history who wrote yep. their own songs and played their own instruments. To and, reach the top of the charts. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, the
2: top of the charts, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was
1: just gonna say. I mean, I guess so because when you think about the Supremes, that a lot of people wrote their stuff for them. I believe, um, please, Supremes, right. don't scream at me for that one. But I think that's the difference, right? I think when you really think about, it, they were uh, Go Go's were a very all purpose band.
8: Okay. All right, your turn. I think Kelly, you might know this next one.
1: I know all of them. I just can't get the name. Let's roll. Ooh. Oh, some great queens. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's Queen,
1: fingers. but I'm just trying to think of what the... Yeah, that's <sighs> the dark
2: part of it. It's true. Oh, no, it's their it's, number uh, one hit ever.
1: It is. Um, queen. Bohemian Rhapsody.
8: Bohemian. Yeah. Queen. You got it, man. Two for Kelly. Uh, this Ew. is... Did he get the yeah, last because one? I got oh, oh, oh sorry, you- sorry. Whoops. Well, yeah, okay one
2: point. <laughs>
1: supposed
8: to
2: know this
8: stuff better than I am. What sorry.
2: The heck? I got too competitive. Go ahead. Yes, you yeah. get the win.
8: uh This is kind of interesting, but prior to its release, if you can believe it, their manager apparently played a rough version of this song to one of their other high profile clients, Elton John, to oh. get their opinion. Mm-hmm. And they said, Are you. Bleeping mad, this song will never work on the radio. It's too (laughs) (laughs) funny.
1: Now, are you trying to listen and hear in your head Elton John singing that?
8: I am.
2: No, I cannot. hmm. I can't hear anybody between doing it. I I, don't
9: know.
2: Mm.
8: Uh, this is. This next song is from one of my favorite childhood bands. I've literally listened to them since I was, like, four, which is super oh. weird when you hear what song Let it me is.
1: start doing math er. right now. Let's see. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's roll.
6: I played all my cards. And that's what you've done,
10: to Nothing more to say.
1: Oh, that's easy. That's oh. great. I understand that. To play. Oh, yeah. Oh,
10: no. Oh, it's just
2: getting to the chorus. No, I have no idea. It's familiar, but I can't. I'm so sorry, Grant.
1: I only can get artists, I think. Who is it? ABBA, right? Yep.
2: Okay. What's the song? Should I help her out with the um, chorus? Yeah, sing just the chorus, sec. please. Da, 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 yeah. I don't think I'll know it anyway.
8: The yeah, do you have yes, more to play? because it yeah, it's just there. the. Oh, never mind. No
1: oh, Grant uh i still have bohemian rap is there
2: love is there love in the in the title
5: no can we just hear it once more just once
2: okay okay. he's gonna follow it through to the chorus okay go
10: i played all my cards and that's what you've done to nothing more to say
1: nothing more to do No. Mm -hmm.
8: The oh. winner takes it all. Oh.
1: Is that, is that actually what is it's that, not, was that was called, in... though, is it? It's called the winner okay. takes it all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I, I down, can do get a, Oh, that's so do okay. I get a point for that?
8: I, yeah, I give you a point for Abby. Yeah. yeah. Uh this I cannot imagine what I thought this song meant as a, a Four year old, but whatever.
1: I wouldn't uh, have known even as a what the heck was I, 12 so mel- or 13 or whatever it's the heck just so I was. Melancholy. I didn't know.
2: It's so melancholy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but their just, accent so- is so distinct.
8: Oh, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Grant. Really. Go
1: ahead, Grant.
8: Sorry. Apparently, they were actually very popular in the Soviet Union during the Cold yes. War. Oh, but oh, yes. s- currencies from Soviet states were embargoed. And so ABBA couldn't accept any uh, royalties and money. So instead, they struck up with a deal with the uh, Soviet Union that meant they were unusually paid their royalties with the Union's lucrative oil commodities. Oh. Isn't that... I ah. wonder if they became like that in itself would be like
1: amazing for them. They, they You know what? And their big co- competition back there would have been like Boney M and all that too when it comes to over there with Russia and, and Europe because mm. Boney M was mm. so big too.
8: Yeah, they were Swedish, I believe um literally yeah literally one of my favorite childhood bands i played the the records until my the adults around me that's became wild. very
1: wrathful <laughs> that's enough me. of that grant <laughs> was that your favorite uh,
9: song
8: no right no i think maybe uh take a chance on me yeah me too. i would have guessed that one yeah. all right that's yeah. fine i don't, don't know what i thought <laughs> that meant either but all right Okay. I think we have time for maybe one or two more. I got to get on sure, the
2: board. To we list. need two. Okay, go, Kelly. Okay, let's roll. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah.
1: You'll get this one. I'm walking on sunshine. I got the CD. Uh, I, mean, I used to have the CD when uh, somebody gave it to me as a gift. So walking on sunshine. Who's the, who's the artist? Ooh. <laughs> uh just a moment it's fisher price right
2: that uses it's, as the ad
1: song oh i thought you were gonna say no that's a toy company rum <laughs> they don't have singers um oh god what the heck is, uh i don't know oh, isn't
2: that does. awful mm-hmm. uh running,
1: it's it,
8: wanna...
1: it is a sing. it's a one person though isn't it
8: or is it a, or is it a uh band? it's one person it a and it, Yeah, that's
1: what i thought band. um no, I'm not going to get it. Go it's, ahead, Grant. This
8: is Katrina and the Ana Waves. Katrina and the Waves, oh, uh, yes. Okay. Wow. This Good song grief. Apparently it <sighs> was supposed to be a ballad, but was later transformed into an up-tempo musical piece. Man, that's... Oh, my god. Could you imagine
1: as a ballad?
2: I'm no. walking
1: on sunshine.
2: But it's so happy and cute. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> like it's a legit such a cutesy song. Uh, I don't know how to imagine that in slow form. I guess people oh, have man. done okay, covers. Okay, Grant
1: Mahardy. I guess we got do something for this one. Yeah, you are in yeah, you're killing great it. shape here. Let's mm-hmm. do at least. Yeah, one I'll more still complain, guys. It. So don't don't even. Oh, suggest that no. Next time he <laughs> won't run his belt as up. much. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, What's go. Wrong?
2: I. What?
1: I'm not going to get it either, Rum. I should, but oh, hold it.
2: I am drowning. It's the ending. I have, and it's no, the no. ending of the song, too. <laughs> How, you jerks. That's the worst part to play. It's the total end of the song. If I had to guess, uh, I would guess, and I feel. It,
8: no, unfortunately not. No. It's a really big artist. Is oh, it? huge like, artist, yes. Can
2: we hear it again? Let me try to recognize the artist now.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, I should be it.
2: I cannot recognize this voice this is and
1: this is 97 or 8 and it's
8: oh, no grant help us out yeah no worries this is ray of light by Madonna oh my gosh and, oh yeah oh, no, I, forgot I forgot Madonna used to
2: sound like, like this yeah yes, it, yeah well, No, yeah.
1: this is her and and when she sounded like modern. this this yeah the, and it's not even to me I can't even guess her voice because it's it's she's so different doing than something.
8: 80. All right. Can we do one more? Apparently, she suffers from brontophobia, which is the fear of lightning and thunder. Yeah, oh. she and I both. All right. <laughs> let's squeeze in one more real quick. Okay. And this
0: Sometimes is mine. Sometimes oh. like When I'm standing beside you, there's a fever burning deep inside.
2: Is there another in
1: your memory? God, I, don't.
2: God, I need to go home and... <sighs> refresh myself on this music well the
1: worst is that one is killing me that's one of my mom's favorites too and i just like oh, oh my uh, god i want i was also at to say michael bolton but it's not um yeah no it's not michael bolton it's but it's one of those
8: starts oh. with a b oh any, any oh
1: yeah oh. um, um <laughs> no, I'm, i'd be as soon as he said b it's like oh and i know as soon as he tells us no, i'm know, gonna like almost oh. makes it
8: yeah. trickier tell us. Billy yeah, it, but it, not Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Oh, sad yeah, that's songs. right. It's Billy Ocean. Sad what? songs to make you cry yeah. is the title. Like I oh said, God. my mom yeah my fact about this is that he decided after the loss of his mom due to ovarian cancer in 1989 to be vegetarian folks mm. after some very complex calculations here let's Stop see I correct about this <laughs> Kelly you have got your victory on this one
2: I didn't Four even make it
8: good good oh, game guys so sad oh, I didn't make it on you, the thanks, board Grant.
2: thanks Irene for yeah, I think pointing we'll, I think, that I think, out
8: I Jeez. think her going Brock to get back Richardson. To
2: now. <laughs> but Kelly's so happy. I think he's grinning anyways. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, only my... because I can rub it in. <laughs> only because yeah, I can
1: rub it. your favorite. One, man.
2: Thank you so much. You guys Grant.
1: keep uh, you guys keep dreaming. Um, I can rub oh, this no. in on Brock Richardson because you got the same score as he did for one of the quizzes over Oh, on now.
2: that was a fun mm-hmm. one. Go back to the podcast. All right, bye, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you Hardy music quiz with grant hardy you know every time we do this it's like i feel so badly for how little i know about or little i music feel so badly right. you
1: didn't let him actually say what my score was once again God, anytime i win whatever. you conveniently
2: uh we- bye grant go out the door beat it don't let it hit you in the background we will have oh. more music quizzes because the king of fun keeps winning All right Hardy.
1: email me so i know what my score was was it 12 to nothing it again it was not We'll be right back, folks, with cut for time when we take a look at some of the segments from the past week and weigh in on them. We'll be returning to you momentarily. Divided by three. All right, eight to
2: nothing. Divided by three.
0: It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute.
1: Remember to subscribe to our podcast, especially after you hear this segment, folks. Subscribe to the Kelly and Ramya podcast using your favorite podcast platform. If you would, maybe give us a rating and review. Earlier, John Beeler was on the show with Ramya and I, and we got into the discussion of um, replacing the iPhone, right? What's going to be the next replacement? Mm. That, of course, leaped it's into the conversation pen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: on the break here of iPhones. And I'm thinking the iPhone, you were saying that uh, during a song. You heard the iPhone 5 mentioned. you yeah. just like, how long ago? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I said to you, I had not my first one was a four, uh, 4S maybe. It may have just been a 4, but I'm pretty sure as we got into this conversation, I realized, no, I think the 4S was the first one with voiceover. So some of the real geniuses out there, they'll remember, they'll know. And I can't, I think it was even mentioned in the Steve Jobs book, right? Mm, there was something mentioned yes. that made me say, okay, yeah, I think, not necessarily voiceover, I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Siri, uh, maybe, probably? Yes, maybe it was yeah. Siri, but I thought Siri was there before, but maybe not. No, maybe definitely not, not. To me, Siri was, was to first, say, yeah. And and I had trouble trying to distinguish the two. I know voiceover came with it, but nobody talked to voiceover Mm -mm. because no one needed it. Right. Exactly. It wasn't a big deal. It was Siri. And I would get confused between the voices at the time of and say, what the difference is this Siri? And what's the difference of this voiceover? Who cares? As long as I can talk to one that answer me. Exactly. Uh, We do cut for time at this point every week on the program and got a lot to get to. We t- This week, welcome in producer to join us, uh Beth Deer out in Edmonton. And Beth, you're going to kick things off on it today. Welcome back. Good day I to you.
4: sure am. Firstly, I just want to say, Kelly, I know those quizzes aren't your favorite, but I actually had so much fun sat here. I got all the answers right. So next time I need Oh to my God. Are you serious? Like so yeah, so got-
2: did you get... You got all song titles too. That's where
1: I it. Yeah,
4: I was like shocked. I'm wow. not usually very good at that, but yeah. Like all right, that.
2: bring it on. Well, Kelly versus I'm Beth, like Beth next time.
4: I'm game.
1: Beth will okay, know. Anyway, I tried it. I know. tried it with the Google Home and just got beat to death. I know. It was just <laughs> oh, embarrassing. God. Oh, anyway, go ahead, Beth.
4: So much fun though. Mm-hmm. So. On Monday, we were joined by our quiz master, Grant Hardy, and he talks about why birth rates in Canada are an all-time low. So here he is now telling us a little bit about that.
8: Uh, A lot of people still report stigma from not having children, and there are various ways that this kind of manifests. I mean, one of them is kind of for a lot of people, but especially people who identify as women say that, uh, sometimes the value in the family centered firmly on reproductive abilities and the ability to have children. Uh, and like one woman described it as a commodity and ultimately led to the breakdown of her marriage. Uh, a lot of people just feel pressure that they are expected to have this sort of life with the traditional family unit or even the pressure to regret not having children Mm. once they've sort of uh, passed that age. Uh, You know, even uh, strangers will kind of put on that guilt trip. And some people report that people have even said things like, How can you not have children? What if one of your uh, children grows up to cure cancer? Oh, my God. Um, Which the person responded with, yes, but they could also grow up to be a killer as well.
4: (laughs) That really made me laugh when Grant was like, oh, like, they could also grow up to be a killer too. I found this entire um, headline super interesting just because, personally I found it a bit shocking. I had heard that like globally um, birth rates were declining but I don't know if it's just because I'm at that phase in my life or like I'm you know I'm just like surrounded by kids at the moment but to me like I've like I just feel like there's babies everywhere like I'm like how can birth rates be declining but I really enjoyed the conversation that you all had surrounding that. And yeah, I just, it was absolutely shocking to me that, yeah, they're declining. I mean, it obviously does make sense. Things are getting more expensive. Having kids is getting more expensive. And then, like, you look at places like the States where, like, if you decide to have a child, that's, like, an investment. If you have insurance, like, that's still an investment of, like, $12,000 to give birth to a child in a hospital. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Honestly, like, I just... Yeah, I was absolutely mind blown, but I really enjoyed the conversation that you all had surrounding it. So Kelly, do you have any extra thoughts on that topic?
1: You know, I'm always amazed, Beth, where we go. We start with a subject and sometimes you look and say, I don't know if I have anything to contribute. And everyone, as you get hearing Grant speak or yourself or Bill or whoever it might be, you start realizing yeah but hold it this comes to mind and i always find something like this so powerful because we're left hey is this really a thing now is this really happening when when grant mm-hmm. first mentioned that hey guys i don't know if this is a bit dark if it's even valuable to have a talk about uh, and we fill up a segment with it because so many things come to mind and you try mostly with this job to empathize and place yourself where other people are you know even if it's not something i know about um experience maybe but what do i think about and Feel free to be wrong. I'm okay with, well, I don't really know a lot about this, but this is what I think. Maybe someone else tells me something else a little different and makes me say, oh, wow. And I think this was one of the topics where we had our opinions, we all shared. We had lots that we walked away saying, hmm, I wonder. And hopefully others felt the same way we didn't try to solve the world in in the conversation, but brought a lot out that really made us all stop and say, Hey man, what do you mean the segment's gone? There's so much to say Ramya. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I, I think with um, things like this, you know, we talk a lot about just historically the the kinds of things that we have to deal with when it comes to gender roles or um, expectations of women and men. And, you know, as society changes and as we fight for different things, like, you know, over so many years, we fought for so many different things, women, I think that um, we sometimes overlook how complicated and how challenging these fights actually are and how some of the things that are expected of us traditionally, like um, being mothers, isn't just a cut and dry situation, right? Like maybe a lot of the conversations, and I, I pointed out these books already by Ashley Audrain, so I won't go through that again, but in those books, the the complexity of the conversations really come out, the thought processes, the understanding of what it means to work, but also be a mom, to decide when and how to have kids. Like, there's just so much behind the surface level of oh my god it looks like not a lot of women are having kids anymore the birth rates have dropped significantly i wonder why i wonder if it's location i wonder if it's geography there's a lot of mental health component that you know we didn't necessarily get into in the conversation on monday but are a a big 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 part of the conversation okay Let's move to another conversation we had on Monday. Uh, Danielle McLaughlin talked about what the government can and cannot help you with when you're traveling abroad.
6: The consular program aims to publish timely and accurate information on safe travel abroad, uh, deliver modernized, effective, and efficient consular services, and provide emergency to assistance to Canadians on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week basis. so they can help in a medical emergency by providing a list of doc- local doctors and hospitals, provide advice and contact information for local police in case of uh, in case you become a victim uh, of a crime. Um, they can provide assistance in case of missing persons or God forbid the abduction of a child to another country, replace lost stolen damaged or expired passports. They can contact relatives or friends to request assistance. So they won't give you money, but they, they can ask your grandma for you um, to, no, to, to help you send money they, they or to send you airline tickets, right?
2: So, I mean, there were a lot of kind of scary, spooky, um, terrifying things that were pointed out during this conversation, just because, you know, you could get into trouble, and that trouble could be devastating. It could be life-threatening. You could be set up in a position where you have absolutely nobody to turn to in foreign countries. And honestly, with the kind of warfare that's going on around the world, we hear about this all the time now. There are many, many examples of Canadians being stranded out there with no, little to no support. Um, even communication, and that's just terrifying to think about. But Danielle McLaughlin bringing this up was very significant to me because we don't often, at all, if d- uh, think about how crucial these, this information and these support systems are, and where to find them, how to find them, when you go on vacation. Something that you're super excited about and very, you know, you're not really thinking like, oh, anything can happen during this vacation, or at least I don't, Uh, and it's an all-inclusive at a pretty popular tourist destination, and you go, but something, right? Something can happen. Medical emergencies, being the least of it, can happen, and you... You don't want to be in a position where you're uh, retroactively or reactively thinking about what it is that you need to do to prepare or to deal with this emergency. And instead, you want to kind of know, at least in the back of your head, that these are the kind of things that I can reach out to. These are the supports that are available. So when we're talking about the consulates and really just talking through the scenarios at which people end up. it was scary, but it shone a light on how much there is out there if you go looking. And honestly, too, how challenging it can be to find the supports when you actually need it. Because, like she said, Canada consulates are not always available, depending on the country. Then you have to know the partnerships and research behind all that. So if you're not the one to do it, at least go with somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh <laughs> Beth, anything about this you want to comment on
4: yeah actually i uh, I loved danielle 's segment on Monday. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it really made me think about my sister because my sister went traveling when she was eighteen by herself, like she had friends like offered to go with her, and she was like, no i wouldn 't do a year of traveling by myself. She went to Thailand, Vietnam, like all of these really amazing places, and while she was in Vietnam um every like all of her belongings got stolen even though they were like locked away in a safe um she was without a passport she was without a phone absolutely everything she had was gone and she was completely by herself and she was really really lucky that obviously she had met another like a few other kids from england that were like okay like get like get your parents to transfer money to our accounts and like we'll do it with you we'll withdraw the money um like we can all go together to the consulate i don't remember i think i think there was like a um a uk consulate there but i'm not 100 sure um but she had to come home and i was shocked because she came home um I think she got like a like a paper passport which obviously like everyone questioned on her travels home um but she got her Mm. paper passport got home safe managed to get a new passport and my parents said to her like you still have like another eight months left like what are you gonna do and she was like I'm going straight back like I it's Mm. kind of like that old saying where it's like if you fall off a horse get back on so she like went straight back thankfully like her passport didn't get stolen again but danielle's tubs, super super like interesting and stuff that people really do need to know and think about especially if you're someone who travels often you need to know what's out there in terms of help and assistance when you are in a foreign country kelly what do you think well
1: You know, again, I think everybody, and I think Danielle said it so well, be prepared, know what you want to do, think of the things that can happen, whether it's a health-related or trouble or lost item. And I think a lot of time people think, what if some sucker breaks in and steals stuff from my hotel room? They worry more about some of those things. We have recently heard about people having health conditions, and people have to be able to travel. You shouldn't be have to be afraid of going on a vacation because maybe you're a dialysis patient or something like that uh, or other health conditions, and if something happens or you injure yourself, simply do. Hey, you, you, you can't be fearful of being able to go out. So I like that we touched on that and some of the resources that a lot of us, again, I don't want to think about that. That spins a negative, but it's a, something you got to know. Also on Tuesday's mm-hmm. show, um, Dr. Uh, Yuta Traveranis joined us on the program. Actually, it was really wonderful conversation. Ramya and Grant had uh, here to talk about accessibility standards when it comes to AI. Here she is explaining some of the downfalls of using AI
3: while we're also moving towards the the generative AI or the large language models and things like chat GPT, the first thing we want to do is to address the um, pervasive deployment of AI in everything from who gets hired, who um, gets admitted into a college or a university, who gets mortgages, what your credit rating is, what type of advertisements are shown, um, what uh, the politicians will put on their platform, uh, who gets audited for tax, Uh, purposes, et cetera. So that's the first stage. Mm. And then Mm. once we've addressed those fairly significant harms that people are not really as yet fully aware of, um, chat GPT and generative AI and large language models have caught the attention of everyone, but there are many other uh, instances or uses of AI that um, are to us, uh, people are not conscious of. they. There may be decisions made about you that you don't even know that an AI was helping to make those decisions. And if an AI is making a decision, it's uh, frequently not making exceptions for people that are not like the, the average of that data set or not like the majority.
1: So I can hopefully wish that as time goes on, those adjustments will be made, that AI will pick up on circumstances and be able to adjust and make some assumptions such as people's circumstance. I think about this when I was looking for a line of credit at the bank years ago, had a job, but because I rented, because I had expenses with running back and forth to Toronto when I went and tried to do the documentation at work or at the bank, I was declined. Yet somebody else I knew in a situation who didn't have as reasonable a circumstance when it comes to their finances, bills, but they owned a house, got it with no problem. And I became very incensed at my bank that I had dealt with. These are the kinds of things as as Dr. Trevian spoke, I realized, man, AI can still put people in that position. So that was kind of what jumped out, but I also really wanted to bring this to attention. Folks, go back, listen to that segment, listen to Christine Malik's segment before that one. Interesting conversations. We know we talk mm-hmm. a lot about AI here on the program. Uh, We're pretty well out of time. Uh, Ram, do you have 20 seconds? You want to throw something? I just
2: want to say it was fantastic. Listen to both conversations back to back. There was a lot more that I learned about AI in that 15 minutes than I had learned in the last year or so. Beth, anything from you?
4: Yeah, I mean, all this AI talk, I listen to the show every day, and it just blows my mind every single time. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah, it's really amazing. And the thing about AI is it's just speeding at lightning speed. So... Folks, we uh, say thank you to Beth Deer for joining us. We will talk to you next week, Beth. Folks, we will talk to you, Ramya and I, on the other side of the break. Check out everything via the podcast. Subscribe at your leisure to Kelly and Ramya. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. This week is one of those weeks where we've had some of our little tech gremlins at the show. But I'll tell you what, folks, got to give fedoras off to the team. Thank you guys very much. Everybody has done what they can to to, to kind of piece things together, pull things together, hopefully for you out there on the outside looking in and enjoying the show with your popcorn. We uh, did a stand-up job and brought you the content, which we know is the most important thing we're all here for, and so many great conversations as we reflected in the last segment, check them out via the podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform, and uh, really, really uh, look forward to being with you again next week. However, before we get to all that, let's tell you a little bit about what's coming up this weekend on AMI Audio and TV. After lose, excuse me, the feature film "Music Within" is broadcast Saturday on AMI TV. After losing most of his hearing during the Vietnam War, Richard Pimento becomes a motivational speaker and a driving force behind the Americans with Disabilities Act. Based on a true story and starring Ron Livingston and Melissa George, Music Within airs Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv.
2: Uh, also, something to check out on AMI-audio, hosted by Hannah Tassé and Laura Kirker. The Guardian Long Read airs Sundays on AMI-audio. You can listen for in-depth reporting, essays, and profiles from The Guardian, a British daily newspaper with a distinctly international outlook focused on politics, economics, and environmental issues. That is The Guardian Long Read, Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio.
1: So, you know, we're doing this live program, ladies and gentlemen, live to tape for a special on the 27th. A lot of people are going to gather with us. I'm not so sure Ramya will be with us after this closing moment today, because this is something up Ramya's alley. Okay. Boy. Okay. What is
2: it? Chocolate or sleep?
1: Chocolate from Vinci is opening a store in the Bay Area. So Frisco area, folks. Um, We'll, we'll give you more on that in just a moment on where exactly. Do you love chocolate and gelato? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Chocolate part for sure. <laughs> Would you like to be paid, Ramya?
6: Absolutely. Money
1: oh. For eating yes. unlimited amounts of both? Yeah. Of course. Benji? An Italian sweets company is hiring a chocolate and gelato taster for its first West Coast location. The store is opening in December in San Jose. Now, what are the downfalls? Well, your teeth, um, <laughs> sugar, too much sugar, especially, you know, you don't want to tempt fate when it comes to health. They're the only two I can figure out, especially if you get nice health benefits with this job, which we have seen before yeah. when these have come out. Just brush Any your teeth downside? Now, here's some downside that I'm wondering about, especially in your case, very quickly. What if this is experimental and they say we want you to do some testing of stuff? It's just rough. This is the rough form of it. And you might get sick on some of the stuff in it because yeah. it's not proved or proven yet.
2: Uh, I don't Concern? know how experimental like if there's bugs, then no, count me out. But no weird flavors. Yeah, I'm down.
1: Okay. All right. So as yeah. I said, folks, don't look for Remy to be there on the 27th. She might get this job starting I'll, in December. I'll start Or that in might 28th. be her goodbye day. Wow. Open AI developers had a developer day a couple of weeks ago, folks. What announcements were made? Well, we'll hear from Michael Babcock on Monday on the program when he fills us in.
2: There are two upcoming holiday shows at the Grand Theatre in London, Ontario. And community reporter Annette Dennis is going to tell us more about that.
1: Gateway to the Weekend, wide open for you. We'll talk to you Monday starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. on AMI-audio. Waving at your folks now.
2: Get out of here, will ya? Hosts, Kelly McDonald and Ramia Ullivan.
1: Reporter, Grant Hardy.
2: Senior show producer, Jeff Ryman. Visual producer, Megan McGrath. Producer, Marianne Dion Jones.
1: Graphics, Andrew Antonello. Production assistant, Kingsley Juco.
2: Control room operators, Daniel Penamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby.
1: Director, Irene Solomon.
2: Manager of live production, Paula Denine.
1: Manager of operations, Kyle Harper.
2: Manager of AMI-audio, Andy Frank.
1: Director of TV production, Cara Nye.
2: Vice president, content development and production, John Melville.
1: President and CEO, David Arrington.
2: Give us your feedback 18665094545
1: Copyright 2023 Accessible Media Inc.
2: There are so many Technological ways that we can get to know our environment these days, whether it's taking a picture and having it described to you, or listening to audio beacons to tell you where you are and how far you are from something and where that thing is in relation to where you are, and using clock face and all these different things and binaural audio. There's so much out there that helps us. You can count down your steps to a specific location when you're navigating, etc, etc, etc. But one thing that Fern Lullum mentioned when we were speaking with her on the show yesterday about All the Light We Cannot See, that miniseries on Netflix, is the tactile. And the tactile is always something that I feel is so incredibly useful as the main way of doing something, of course, in combination with everything else, with verbal, with audio, with positional, with real life and stepping in, but the tactile understanding of a map, of a of an environment, of an art piece. Just something that makes it feel like you can view the world and translate it in a way that Connects in your brain. I feel like tactile gives you the opportunity that is most accurate and most like the thing that you're trying to understand. And there's less of the way to comprehension, less of the step-by-step to understand what this information actually means. And it feels so much more directly available and directly comprehensible. And ever since I was a kid, I realized that is the way that I best translate visual information. Uh, You can walk around and you can touch things and feel like you get it much faster, or I'll say, I feel like I get it much faster than getting the description and filling in the blanks and understanding subjective versus objective description. It's just something that I'm very fascinated by when we're comparing information and understanding of information.
0: Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.